So you've reached a point in your life where Dave and Darren in the morning, every weekday from 5.30 to 10, just isn't enough. No. You want to savor us and enjoy the best of the best. The creme de la creme. Well, you're in the right place. This is Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast. It's a review of uh, what we got done on our morning show. Sure it is. Which, again, I'd like to remind you, you can hear on Planet 93.9 in the Quad Cities and really live anywhere at planet939.com. This edition of the Top 5 Things, Darren, is being brought to us by... Nature's Treatment of Illinois. NTI is the only locally owned dispensary. Uh, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Both locations are open seven days a week. Both dispensaries offer recreational cannabis, and Milan offers medicinal, including topicals for localized pain. Let's get into it with number one. Number one. One. Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay, number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Is it cool before we get to the headlines to sneak in a quick uh, good advice segment here? Sure. People have questions and they're asking advice columnists for answers. And that was good advice. Good advice. Good advice costs nothing and it's worth the price. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good advice. A parent has a question about their, uh, their six-year-old. Should I force my six-year-old, who's terrible at basketball, to find a new activity? My six-year-old son started playing basketball last year. And he is wretched. If I'm being honest, he's really bad at it. It's to the point where I cringe every time I watch him play in a game. The thing is that he absolutely loves to play, and when I try to steer him into another activity, he always comes back to basketball. Should I force him to find something that he's better at, or should we stick with it? I think you got to let him play basketball. Yes! (laughs) First of all, there are no six-year-olds that are great at basketball. No, and I don't think you have any six-year-olds that are on teams where they're cutting kids yet. No! You wouldn't think. that is not the case. Uh, You wouldn't think so. Yeah, the coach does never, has never sat down a six-year-old and said, this isn't working out. You didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> no. As long as, you, I think you, get as the... long as you pay your fee and right. show up in the right T-shirt and shoes, you're good to go. <laughs> right. If he shows up in loafers, I, I might ask him uh, to put on some tennis shoes. I instantly just drew up this scenario where I hope this kid becomes great at basketball. And then, Might. S- and then and then somehow stumbles upon this letter that his parents wrote. How dare you? And, and bring it up during senior night. You wrote a letter to the editor saying that I was bad at basketball. You're bad at parenting. What do you think of that? I'm Mr. Basketball. <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, here's a relationship question. Should I break up with the woman I'm dating... Because it upsets my ex. <laughs> ah. You know, can I pitch a, a quick idea? I want to do a column that's just called Nope. And nope. Uh, people will write me uh, nope. all of their, their queries and questions, and I'll just respond with Nope. That's it. Just Nope. What? Nope. Why would you even consider this? No, God! No, God, please, No! 
Two months ago, my girlfriend of 18 months and I mutually broke up. Okay, so so it, not a super long relationship. I mean, it's a year and a half. Yeah, but it's not, you know. No. Ten years or something. It's not. Two months ago, my girlfriend of 18 months and I mutually broke up. I'm going to stop you right there. Mutually broke up means <laughs> it was her decision. <laughs> right. And if you're the type of fellow that's writing to advice columnists, uh-huh. she's the better woman for it. Two months ago, my girlfriend of 18 months and I mutually broke up. We were generally happy, but there had been some recent stress in the relationship. I was generally happy. <laughs> Much of that stress related to her moving 100 miles away six months ago. Ah. She felt we had been trending more towards being best friends than romantic partners. There you go. And she wanted both of us to have a chance to And she needed at least 100 miles between us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to try to translate this line by line. Here's, here's, (laughs) Here's what I think would be best for our relationship. If I was 100 miles away from you. Where pop-ins are not available. She felt we'd been trending more toward being best friends than romantic partners, and she wanted both of us to have a chance to date other people. She was my first serious girlfriend, and she said I need to date others before deciding whether she is the one for me. We left the door. Go find somebody else. We left the door open to getting back together someday and stayed in touch by phone and text, saying I love you, etc., We said we'd tell each other about any romantic encounters, and subsequently, uh, she told me she had hooked up with someone. I was fine with it, because we broke up after all. But I met someone new. Mm -hmm. When I told my ex, she flipped out, accusing me of replacing her and saying she will hate me forever if I date this new woman. Wow. She now says she wants to get back together, and that I never should have agreed to the breakup in the first place. What's going on? This feels terribly unfair. I want to see where things go with this new woman. Well, then do that. But I feel guilty that my ex is so upset. We've been through a lot together, and a lot of it related to helping her work through past trauma. I don't want to cause her more pain. So is there any way I can date the your, new woman? Your relationship was based on helping her get through her past trauma? <laughs> That's what your relationship was based on? He was my boyfriend! Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Wow. Is there any way boy, I can... Boy, she's date- got you tied in knots, man. <laughs> is there any way I can date the new woman without feeling guilty? Do I need to cut off contact for a while? Or should I not be dating anyone right now, even though we broke up specifically so that I could? As you can imagine, uh, this is a, a yeah. advice columnist in the Washington Post, Carolyn Hacks, who says, uh, don't give in to this guilt trip. Yeah. You took her at her word. It's unfortunate she didn't mean it. But that's also good information for you to have. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Not only do you cut off communication for a while, we're done here. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I, th- I think you got to move on. Yes. Uh, I really like this new girl, but it upsets this clearly insane woman that I was with who's hooking up seven ways to Sunday 100 miles away from here. But when I, uh, when I get a little strange, suddenly I'm the bad guy. Yeah, that's, 
There are all kinds of red flags. Mm-hmm. How can I convince my relatives, Darren, that I've been helping my mom financially, not the other way around? Why do you need to convince them? My mom and I have always had a messy relationship, despite my attempts. I was always the kid among my siblings who didn't quite measure up. But I do love my mom, and I want the best for her. She lost her part-time job in the pandemic, but her spending has not changed. So I've been helping her pay her rent since 2020, which is tight, but not impossible for me. Mm -hmm. Recently, I went home for a visit and noticed the cousins and aunts were treating me more coolly than usual. Didn't sound like they were throwing a parade for you to begin with. I was confused until my aunt confronted me. Apparently, my mom has been claiming that she's helping me pay my bills. That I've been irresponsible with my money and that I have a spending problem. Hey, Ma. Cool it. I, I, would, I, would, kick, I would kick my mom out the house so I'd be done right then and there. Yeah, it's like, this, this, this ain't cool, man. Why, people, I, I guess the lesson of these is people are a lot more patient with other people than I give folks credit for or I would ever be. You wouldn't be as patient. No. No, if I was helping my mom out and she was telling everybody that it was the other way around, my, my mother, I want to be very clear, my mother would never pull something like I that. I understand. But in a universe where that happens, we're done here. I don't think so. What are you doing? Yeah, I've been the one irresponsible with my money. That's what mom says. And I have a spending problem. I was so shocked and hurt that I burst into tears. And even though I tried to explain it was a lie, I don't think my aunt believed me. I'm home now, and I want to stop sending money to mom and clear my name. I've never made waves, but I'm so hurt and angry about having my generosity thrown in my face. How do I clear this up and be believed? And also, how do I stick to my decision? I'm in nursing school, so I don't earn much yet, but my siblings are all high earners, and they could help her out if she was really in an emergency. Well, it's been around for quite some time, but it's a very popular tactic these days yeah. to... Accuse people of what you're pulling. That's true. Projection, that's uh -huh. what they call it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so popular right now. It's Good call. Very popular. Uh, in this case, the uh, advice columnist in Slate advises this letter writer to maybe, I don't know, talk to these siblings that are such high earners. Why aren't you guys helping mom out? Truth be told. Tell them how hurt you are and that you can no longer send your mother any money. And then ask them if they're sensible people who can be counted on in some way how they think you can clear your name among the larger network if of the extended If I tell everybody family. that I'm helping him out and he's irresponsible, it's impossible for him to be helping me out and I'm irresponsible. Because I said it first. Again, this whole idea of clearing your name with people that are probably, I mean, I get it's your family, but if your aunts are like accusing you of stuff like this, so long, I'm out the door. I'm Audi 5000. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Last one. Uh, this one is a, uh, a, a friendship question. <laughs> Somebody wrote the New York Times with this one. Is it bad that we say no when our friend asked to bring his cat every time we invite him over to our house? A friend of He's ours. got a traveling cat? 
<laughs> I guess. Hey, you want to come over? Sure do. Can I bring my kitty? Can I bring the travel cat? No. What's the matter with you? I mean, I think kitty's going to be, you know, fine. Dad, that's the whole reason you get a cat is you don't have to take him anywhere. A friend of ours, every time we invite him over, asks if he can bring his cat. And he keeps asking even though you keep saying no? I mean, that's what's odd. How many times would you ask someone to bring a cat over to their house? Once? If, if, if that... No, I don't think so. I don't think that's the best idea. Okay, I'll try again okay. next time. Maybe next time you invite me over, I bring How about next over. time? <laughs> what? Well, a friend of ours asks, every time we invite him over, if he can bring his cat. Is he for real? We don't want his cat at our house. How bad is it that we say no every time? We can't truthfully claim to have allergies, but we will do so if it helps. That's weird. I can't. The thought of being without my cat uh, at your house is good. I'm not going to be able to have any fun and unwind. Just going to be thinking about that cat the whole time. The only time you need to be putting a cat in a cat kennel yeah. and taking him in the car yes. is when you're taking him to the vet. End of list. That's, <laughs> That's the it. End of the list. Hey, we'd love to have you over for dinner. Terrific. Can Toonsis come? I suppose some cats might enjoy the car. I don't typically think that's the case i i don't think that is the case dogs I, do oh yeah but uh but i don't know about cats cats do not love the car no I, I, they don't want to go anywhere other than where they've been i wouldn't think so yeah no there's this is this is <laughs> this is weird and if i gosh i feel like a, a, a monster with my response to all these things if i invited somebody over to my house and they said can i bring my cat i'd say no if I invited him over again and they said, can I bring my cat? You're I would be done inviting them to the house. That would be it. That would be it. All I, I, I applaud the patience of everyone on this list here because you've got something I lack. I, I can't imagine a third time inviting somebody over if they want to bring their cat over. Because if, if you were to invite somebody over mm -hmm. and they've already twice asked mm -hmm. and now they ask a third time right the response is are you okay <laughs> that's really your catch-all response to all of this nonsense for the most part uh-huh it's a question that needs to be asked more often right if i <laughs> are you all right why would you think that's an okay question for you to ask me can you bring your cat over? What do you think? No. Who does that? Who brings their cat what, to So places? that you can watch the... We don't... Then you got to take the cat home. Yes! What if the cat has to go to the bathroom? What if the cat, what if the cat slips out or something? Yes! I do love that they actually, in their letter right here, is he for real? That's what you ask. When someone asks, can I bring my cat over? Instead of, are you okay? I would argue you ask, are you for real? Is this real it's life you're asking me to bring sentiment. a cat over to my house? Are, are you, is this really happening? 
Well, I thought you'd enjoy having a cat in your home for a little bit. He brings so much pleasure to my house. I thought maybe I'd spread some of Tunsis's magic around. Hard pass. I came up with a nice name for a cat the other day. Oh? Because I accidentally said it to Rusty. Oh, no. I accidentally called him. You called him by a different cat's name? Well, it's not a cat's name so much, but I guess it could be a cat's name. Uh Uh-huh. Because I said, you know, I I said to him, he had done something. I don't know what it was. I said, good puppy. (laughs) How did the cat take that? I don't know. He acted like he didn't hear it. Uh, That's good for him. Uh-huh. That's so <laughs> Again, good, I would I like, don't have the patience of a cat. I would have been like good puppy. That's like Where when, do you come off? It's like when I tried to start the lawnmower one time with my uh car keys. <laughs> it's like he did something like, I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, good puppy." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, wait a minute." <laughs> it's like this is all starting to unravel. Pretty quick. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Number two. 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 This seems like an unholy union, uh, a, a, a tampering, if you'll allow it, in God's domain. They've made a, a mashup, the people at Hostess. Yes. A mashup between a Twinkie yeah. and a Ding Dong. Okay. A Twinkie Ding Dong hybrid that they're rolling out. And I don't know uh, if this is... Bing bong. No, no, ding dong, not bing bong. Bing bong, hello. Again, a host is ding dong. Blending two of their iconic snacks together. They're fusing the chocolatey goodness of ding dongs with the sweet sponge cake of Twinkies. It's called the Ding Dongs Twinkies Mashup. Bringing fans the best of both worlds... This Twinkie will marry vanilla and chocolate, making it the perfect option for lovers of either iconic flavor. This is what it looks like. It's a moist, spongy cake. So you got your Twinkie. It basically looks like a ding-dong covered in chocolate, but when you bite into it... It's a Twinkie. It's a Twinkie. Well, that's all right. Yeah, I don't hate this. It's, it's a delicious Twinkie cake covered in ding-dong fudge. Ding Dongs and Twinkies mashups. They come in a 10-count multi-pack and are starting to show up on shelves at your local Walmart stores. They say, by the way, this is not something that is a, uh, a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. They're saying this is permanent. It's around, huh? Yeah. If, you, if you're thinking, oh, I better rush out and get that immediately before they're gone, no, they'll, they'll be around forever. This is part of their uh, snack portfolio, not a limited edition release. Reading from the uh, press release here in my press release voice, quote, We're well positioned as a value product, and history has shown that we hold up well and also better than most during difficult economic times. The Twinkie was launched during the Great Depression as an affordable snack. They've also, by the way, uh, rolled out something that people at Hostess, something called Casbars, a candy-inspired treat, 
and something they call bouncers, which are little tiny versions of Twinkies, Ding Dongs, and the, uh, the Donettes. So, like, imagine a Twinkie, but it's a little tiny Twinkie. Isn't it true that, like, Twinkies will last for a thousand years? That's not true at all. <laughs> That's a, a popular misconception. The shelf life of a Twinkie is not... A thousand years? No. Uh, according to the people at Hostess, Twinkies have a shelf life of 26 days. Mm. Any longer than that, and the sponge cake turns hard as a rock. So if you're eating a Twinkie, it's been made in the last couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah. Will Twinkies outlive us all? That is an urban legend. What's the old joke that at the end of the world, it's going to be cockroaches and Twinkies, right? Isn't that what everybody says? And share. <laughs> Those are the three things that will survive. If I can turn back jam. Just eating whatever... Whatever Twinkies the cockroaches haven't gotten. Uh, sunny. Kaz bars from Hostess. A creamy, crunchy layer bar. Oh, I'm not mad at this. This is their newest product, Kaz bars. A candy bar-inspired innovation. They say will bring unique product, a unique product into the snacking category. Kaz bars incorporates chocolate cake and cream. So it's like a chocolate cake layer, and then this looks like chocolate caramel with sweet crunch pieces, and then your cream, and then another layer of chocolate cake, and it's all covered in fudge. So it would be Hostess's desire that you rock the Casbah. That's, I guess, what they're going for, yes. The addition of crunch from candy crunch pieces along with the gooiness from fudge and caramel. They say they borrowed this from other snack brands already on the market for a new, different eating experience. These Kaz bars have been on the store shelves since March. I've not seen them, have well, you? Well, we'll get a box so that we have uh, those around here for, for the breakfast hours. Yes! Which are the entire hours of the show. Yes! It's very convenient for We're us. having a Kaz bar cash bar. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> I think this is great. Yeah, I'm excited... I'll tip of the cap to the good people at Hostess. These are some welcome innovations. Do you remember the cartoons they used to have for all the Hostess products? Like there was Twinkie the Kid who was a cowboy. Yeah, that's right. And then was the Ding Dong a, a riverboat pilot? Or was he a king? Who am I thinking of? The Ding Dong? You're thinking of Peter Puck. Peter Puck? They were same shape. My favorite in that universe was, of course, Fruit Pie the Magician, who would always help children who found themselves in precarious situations by turning whatever was trying to get them into delicious snack cakes. They're on a river in the Amazon for some reason, and piranhas are starting to eat through the wood of their raft. Never fear, Fruit Pie the Magician is here. And he would just turn uh, all the piranhas into delicious snack cakes. And then the children would consume the snack cakes. Who wants to eat a piranha pie? Well, it wasn't like piranha and cherry. It was just cherry. Oh. I'm Fruit Pie the Magician. 
He really was just a one-trick pony. Probably not a ton of meat on a piranha. Not a ton no, of flesh. I, no, I should I should say that there isn't. It'd be a lot of work. <laughs> fruit Pie the Magician was the official mascot for Hostess Fruit Pies from 1973 until early in 2006. You mean to tell me they fired Fruit Pie the Magician? You're done. That's not cool, man. Hostess describes Fruit Pie the Magician thusly. Quote, Fruit Pie the Magician loves to entertain friends with his wacky magic tricks. His favorite magic trick is to make Hostess Fruit Pies appear out of thin air. You always have to keep an eye on the magician or else he may play a trick on you. That's probably not good for business if he's just making fruit pies appear out of thin air, right? Um, thank you to the texter who sent this in at our text line, 563-223-8355. The riverboat captain was Captain Cupcake. You're a regular Captain Cupcake, aren't you? <laughs> so you had Twinkie the Kid, Captain Cupcake, and Fruit Pie the Magician. Was there a King Ding Dong, or am I making that up? Who was the mascot for Ding Dongs? Well, there is a King Ding Dong, but it has <laughs> nothing to do with Hostess. <laughs> Bing Bong. And a different. Uh, I get it. <laughs> entertainment. Different genre? A different genre. Three. All right, number three. Number three. Number three. 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 Something's felt a little off all morning long, and I finally figured out what the problem is. What's that? We haven't done a Florida story yet this morning. Florida. My uh, family's going down there next week. They're, they're taking a vacation away from me. A vacation from me to Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. A vacation from you. Uh-huh. Florida woman accused of stealing a fire truck and claiming to be a firefighting volunteer. We're going to get away as far away from dad without actually going in the water. <laughs> this happened on Friday. A firefighter from the Wellborn, Florida Volunteer Fire Department allowed this woman to spend the night there at the station with him. The next day, she vanished along with one of the fire trucks. What? You're bringing a chick over to the firehouse? And she took one of the trucks? She <laughs> took one of the engines? That's kind of great. Ooh. I think that's kind of terrific. Well, that's kind of... I thought no one was going to know about this. Oh, no. I thought I'd gotten away with the perfect... The perfect hookup here. I've got a five-alarm problem. Oh, no. Hey, where's that chick that I brought up to the firehouse last night? That's the least of your problems. Oh, wait a minute. We seem to be missing a fire truck. So a firefighter brings this woman and allows her to spend the night at the station. Yeah. She's gone the next day along with one of the trucks, which prompted the fire department to report the truck is stolen. I'm sure the cops loved getting that call from the firefighters. Uh, yeah, someone stole they, one of our fire trucks. They probably know each other. Almost simultaneously, the woman who had driven the fire truck 11 miles away from the station allegedly called the fire chief to let him know that the truck had run out of gas. 
where are you? She then proceeded to tell a sheriff who arrived on the scene that she was, in fact, a firefighter there with the well-born volunteer firefighters. You know, I guess that's what's tricky about volunteer fire departments. Prove that I'm not. I, I just volunteered this morning when I got behind the wheel of this car. This truck. Unauthorized volunteer, but a volunteer. <laughs> David Darren, unauthorized volunteer. There it is. I've got the shirt and everything. That's a flashback. The unauthorized volunteer finally appears. Uh, wow. Reading remember, here from the Miami Herald. Remember the guy that wanted to wear the unauthorized volunteer shirt to his child's uh, delivery? Yes. And the and the wife was like, "You're not doing no, that." No, it's 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 your little morning show. Uh, yeah, I it, think uh, you, that's fine if you want to listen to it, but you're not staining this moment with those knuckleheads. And by the way, she's absolutely right. I don't know. I think it would have been a nice look. It's a good picture. Reading from the Miami Herald, it says, when questioned, the 44-year-old woman claimed she was a volunteer firefighter with Suwannee County, the sheriff's office reports. But according to the Suwannee County Fire Rescue Administration, she was not on their official roster and was not authorized to operate a fire truck. They wish to pursue criminal charges. This woman who lives in Wellborn did not offer an explanation for why she'd been driving the fire truck but noted that she left the keys in the truck's cab inside a blue cup. It's all yours. Now, I don't know a bunch about uh, how, the, uh, how things take place there at the uh, fire station. But yeah, yeah. typically, don't you have more than one firefighter at the station? I, yeah, I, I mean... Or, I mean... Yeah. I got a lot of questions about this. I mean, typically, you don't send out one guy to fight a fire do you well i mean I, it, I guess if it's a is it different because it's a volunteer fire department like you just have one i, I guess you could have a small and then he calls a, everybody to say hey we got to go put out a fire you could have a small enough town maybe that uh-huh it's like i gotta go fight this fire wellburn florida has a population of 2700 people okay so it's a small town in northern florida I guess I don't. My entire knowledge of what goes on in a fire station is informed by the classic 1970s TV show Emergency. In my mind, that's what's going on. I, I don't know that I've ever really thought about how volunteer fire departments work. You'd think there'd be more than one dude there, but maybe, you know, a town of 2,700 people, just having one guy's all you need. And I guess that would make sense that you would bring a chick over if you just have the fire station to yourself, right? If it's right? a one-man fire station, right? and it's like, oh, I got to go fight a fire, and then all you really have, you bring a hose and, <laughs> and hook it up to the house that's on fire and try to put it out. That's kind of low rent, man. That is low rent. Uh, it's probably, a, you probably got a better setup than that. You better better chance praying for rain. Are you and I the last two people in North America to play pickleball? I have not played it yet. It seems like it'd be right up your alley. I suppose. The court seems manageable. It's it's, It's got running, but not too much running. 
Yeah. No, I think I could. I think I'd be okay at it. It's the fastest growing sport in North America. I was reading one of the radio trades that WGN Radio 720. They are selling part of their transmitter site, like the space where their transmitter site is. WGN. Yeah. They're selling uh, the land to make room for pickleball courts. Okay. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Don't get too close to the tower when you're playing pickleball. Or the ghost of Wally Phillips will and where's haunt the, you. And where's the nearest pickleball court here? Oh, they're all over the place. Okay, well, just tell me one place. I, well, I mean, just throw a pickle in the air, and wherever it lands... That's uh, that's the nearest. It lands on. It landed on the Christmas tree. <laughs> well, you get to open your present first. Congra- congratulations. Where do I get the pickleball? Um, what's the uh, what would you call the it? racket? Is it called a racket? The accoutrement pa- paddle. The accoutrement that you will need. Is paddle it, is, is it what a, it would be. It's a paddle or is it a racket? I think it's a paddle. What's? Are you sure about that? And then you could also use the accoutrement it. that you will need. Accoutrement. <laughs> um, the nearest one to us from from our studios in North Brady would be at the Davenport West uh, Family YMCA. There's also pickleball courts at Northwest Park in Davenport. Garfield Park has pickleball courts. Duck Creek Park, they got them at North High School. That's even closer. Emi's Park has pickleball. Hmm. Davenport West Family YMCA. The downtown Bittner YMCA has pickleball courts. Who's the best pickleball player in the Quant Cities? That's a good question. Does anyone stake that claim? Yeah, are there rankings? I don't know. Like, who's the top team? Who who can you not beat in the Quant Cities? Has there been, like, the, the Quant Cities pickle open? <laughs> um, pickle open. That's not bad. And who won it? That's a is great any, question. Is anyone claiming to be the best? That'd be a good shirt. Number one ranked pickleball player in the Quad Cities. Prove me wrong. Who's, who's going to doubt it? Prove me wrong. Uh-huh. Let's see. I'm reading here from visitquadcities.com. It says, one of the fastest growing sports is also a QC favorite. Pickleball is a paddleball sport that combines elements of tennis, badminton, and table tennis. See, I told you. Paddle. Two. Okay, congratulations, nerd. You know more about pickleball than I do. What, do you want a trophy for that? How is that nerdy? Two or four players use solid paddles made of wood or composite materials to hit a perforated polymer ball so, similar to a wiffle ball so, over a net. Okay, so I can use composite wood. That's good to know. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? The QC has its own Quad Cities Pickleball Club that hosts numerous competitions. Who's the president? Of the pickleball club. Jerry. Jerry? Yes. I know Jerry from the dog park. Jerry Piccolo. (laughs) Jenny's brother. Jenny Piccolo's brother, Jerry. He is in charge. Let's remember Jerry Piccolo tonight. (laughs) When you get down on your knee tonight, think about Jerry Piccolo. Pray for Jerry Piccolo. I love Jerry Piccolo. Quad Cities Pickleball Club, we are a group of passionate and active pickleball players. Why do you have to throw that in there? What? Active. That's just basically, that's just a dog whistle word for old. An all-age, all-skill-level inclusive group. 
The Quad Cities Pickleball Club promotes the growth and development of the sport. We provide a forum to organize multiple places to play the game in the Quad Cities, offer free lessons, and group activities. You know what I think pickleball would be good for? Because it's basically, you think about old people playing it. Yeah. I think little kids would be good at it. I bet they go nuts I think really little kids. It could be like the first... You know, sports type. Before you even get to like t-ball, uh huh. I think really little kids would like it. Well, because the court is perfectly sized. Yeah, and it's and you know you got that kids. big you got that big paddle, so there's a whole lot of room for error. I think really little kids would like it. The next major is the Quad Cities Classic Pickleball Tournament that takes place in September. Okay. With over 300 players, it's one of the biggest pickleball tournaments in the entire Midwest. And when you play pickleball, you've got what? You've got two options, right? With just one player or two, right? Can you play with three on each side? Again, you're the one that loves pickleball so much. Can you play with three on each side? I don't know. I don't don't know why you couldn't. I began by telling you that I've never played, and you've never played either. You think I know a lot about pickleball. You're the pickleball lover. Why don't you marry pickleball? You love it so much. I don't even have... Pickleball. The Quad Cities Classic Pickleball Tourney is September 14th through the 17th at Riverside Park in Moline and the Quad City Tennis Club in Moline. Yeah, let's, 40 bucks uh, gets you registered. Do you have to register? Gender re- doubles, mixed doubles, and singles. What about... Uh, is gender doubles, that, that would be what you and I would get into. We would do mean? gender doubles. What are you talking about? Mixed gender? No, there's gender doubles, mixed doubles, and singles. Uh, so we would do gender doubles? Is that what that's called? Well, it would either be... Male uh, doubles? Well, I think in tennis they call them mixed doubles when you have a uh, male and female. Yes, yeah, so well, that's what they call it in pickleball as well. Okay. So I'm saying you and I would do gender doubles. Or you want to play with a, with a lady? I Suddenly, haven't, you don't want to be on my team anymore? I haven't committed to playing with anyone. Well, I need a commitment here because uh, it's forty dollars to register. Do you first place gets two hundred and fifty dollars? Do you offici- per player? Do you officiate your own game, or is there a, a referee? Oh, I don't know. How would that work? Is there an honor system? <laughs> do you uh... honor system? <laughs> we, we'll we'll rule the school if that's the case. Uh, is there I'll... any indoor pickle ball stuff? Um, I I was like, yeah. I, well, at the all these YMCA's that you play in, yeah, like, right? Because uh, because you think of pickleball as being an outdoor sport, but you know, like tennis clubs, they have indoor tennis. Oh, I've got to be, I've got to be indoors. I've got to look at me. I I'd melt in the sun. My goodness, my people don't take to the sun so well. There's a couple in British Columbia mm-hmm. that's up in Canada, and there are pickleball courts near their house, and it's gotten to the point now... They can't stand hearing it? The pickleball is so constant that they have launched a hunger strike to protest the pickleball noise. But how does that affect the pickleball players? The pickleball players can still eat. This is in Chilliwack, British Chilliwack? Columbia. That's right. Gone, gone, gone. She's been gone so long. Chilliwack. A Chilliwack, British Columbia couple 
fed up with the noise from a neighboring pickleball court. It would get tired. Are going next level in their protest beginning this Sunday, July 23rd. So it hasn't even started oh, yet. No, no, they're just packing on the pounds right <laughs> Listen, now. Listen, I'm not giving up my Friday night pizza. Rajnish and Harpreet Dewan say they will be staging a hunger strike that will continue until the city of Chilliwack decommissions the pickleball courts near their house. What does that mean? Rajnish writing here in a letter, quote, As staunch followers of Mahatma Gandhi, (laughs) we have decided to follow the path shown by him to deal with systematic injustice. I think they're having a little fun. I don't think so, man. They say we would prefer death over continuing to live the life of second-class citizens that we have been reduced to due to the callous and discriminatory attitude of this city. They bought a house in 2017, and when they did, there were no pickleball courts. Yeah, I didn't and know. They, and there was a, an adjacent park, but they thought, you know, the sounds of the park, that's nice. They probably even kind of liked the sound of the pickleball at first. Rajneesh says here, uh, quote, I drew creative energy from activities going on in the park, which included watching people play tennis, children enjoying the slides and swings, and people taking a stroll or walking their dogs, and youths enjoying late-night parties. None of the sounds from such activities bothered us. It became part of our soundscape, especially during summers when most of the windows of our home are kept open. But in 2019, when the pickleball courts went in, and then they were resurfaced in 2021, the sound of plastic balls hitting plastic paddles became unbearable. Rajneesh brought his concerns to the city 11 months ago, suggesting that the courts were installed without consulting neighbors, and they were constructed without any noise studies. Other municipalities have dealt with this pickleball problem as well. In a neighboring community, Port Moody, British Columbia, any court within 350 feet of a residential property requires noise abatement. I, I, how loud does this pickleball get? Loud enough to the point where Rajneesh and his wife are going on a hunger strike starting on Sunday. God, God, Mahatma Gandhi wouldn't want us to miss our fish fry on Friday night. Rajneesh says he's committed with the city several times since his first complaint, and each time he said someone expresses sympathy and he hears that action will be taken to decommission the courts and repurpose the space for other sports like field hockey, but it never happens. The Chilliwack Pickleball Club president, Lyle Simpson, said that the club is asking members not to use the court, but there's nothing the club can do if people choose to use it. That Lyle Simpson, that sounds like an alias. I'm Lyle Simpson. (laughs) No, you're not. No, you're not. There is no Lyle Simpson. Speaking of recreation, mm-hmm. I'm watching this online video of the Davenport Park and Rec, uh-huh. and they're kind of trying to spotlight their the, the golf courses, mm-hmm. and they're showing people out here golfing. Mm-hmm. They're all horrible. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's they're trying to be inclusive. I think they're trying to say uh, it's for all skill levels. But these uh, these people have no skill. <laughs> well. I think you'll find when they make commercials like that, they just have to get who they can get. Here to it be comes in the again. I think when it's a Parks and Rec commercial, you know they're not dealing with like top of the line actors. But what well, I tell you, what they did is they came, they went out there and they filmed people. It's another horrible shot. 
they filmed people without even knowing that they're being filmed. Oh, you can't do that. And they're bad. You can't do that. There was, those people have, have there wasn't agreed to be in those spots. There wasn't one good shot oh, no. in, in the whole commercial. Oh, no. Gosh. But that's just regular tennis, not pickleball. No, this is golf. Oh, golf, you said. Okay. I would hope they're better at tennis. Well, starting at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, that's when the Dewans, Rajneesh Dewan and his uh, lovely wife, will be uh, beginning their hunger strike. We always have Mexican on Saturday. <laughs> I'm not missing that. <laughs> I'm not missing that. <laughs> we, do, we do Taco Saturday uh-huh. here in B.C., and it, we go crazy for it. Yeah, we love tacos so much, we have Taco Tuesday and Taco Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we're not missing out. As followers of Mahatma Gandhi, we will be doing a hunger strike. But I'm not going to miss out on uh, all-you-can-eat chips and queso night. As followers of Taco John. (laughs) (laughs) It would behoove us to continue our tradition of Taco Saturday. As Gandhi once famously said... Be the buffet you wish to see in the world. Number five. 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 Number five. Here we go. Here he is, the Quad City's favorite joke-telling monkey puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, one hand against another makes a lovely noise for Spank the Joke-Telling Monkey Puppet. Yes, we know it sounds a little funky, but here on the radio we have our own monkey. Well, well, well. Where are you taking me to lunch today, losers? Yeah, where are you going to lunch? I thought Darren was going to take you out. Oh, I got some... Probably, I would rather go with Darren, frankly, because he goes nice places. Yeah. Darren will take me somewhere classy. Yeah. Lavor will take me to, like, uh, Jerk in the Box or whatever it's called. Jack in the Box? Now when you're there. Wibble! <laughs> We gotta work on that timing. I say that timing is everything. So, Spank, because I don't know that you've. Have you been in the new studio? I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. I guess you have been. <laughs> I live here. Oh, that's right. You do live here. Yeah. But, then, but then, but then you snuck out because I saw that you, you you pulled up in the Spank mobile. I did. I had to go out and uh, sign some paperwork. Yeah. Very excited. I'm gonna be uh, doing a, a set tonight. Uh, a set tonight? Yeah, well, I'm going to be Comedy a... sports? The what? Comedy sports. What is that? That's where that's where Dave does his uh, improv. You're kidding me. <laughs> no. No, I've been doing it for years. You know this. Yeah. Oh, boy. No, I will be doing a, a improv. <laughs> I'll be doing a, a special stand-up uh, tonight. I'm going to be in preemption at a place called Herman's Hideaway. I'll be doing a halftime show for the women's soccer game. Oh. Cup soccer. Oh. You, you see this? We're taking on Vietnam again. Yeah. Hope it goes better than last time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go down 0-2. you imagine? What have you guys been up to? A little of this, a little of that. You know how it is. Just I... trying to, you know. Keep the station on the air. And, you know. What lights up a soccer stadium, Darren? What lights up a soccer stadium? Yeah, what is it when it gets dark? What lights up a soccer stadium? 
This is some of the jokes I'm going to do tonight at halftime as the U.S. women take on Vietnam. Uh-huh. What lights, lights up, up a... a soccer stadium? Uh, LED lights? A soccer match. Whammo. I get it. A fire. You got a lot of really talented broads on that uh, women's team. Broads? And that, a lot of these chicks, they really know how to play soccer. Yeah. But you know who would be terrible on the U.S. women's soccer team? What's that? Who's who? Cinderella. Why's that? Because she's always running away from the ball. More soccer jokes tonight. And where are you? Herman's Hideaway. Herman's Hideaway. Is that in New Denver? It's in Preemption. Preemption. Okay. I was told to say it's just the other side of Jerry's house. I think it's just before you get to preemption. So it's kind of like a pre-preemption. Yeah, and well, it depends on what direction you're coming from. Well, that's it's true. It's either preemptive preemption yeah. or preemptive post-traumatic pre- preemption. Uh-huh. I don't know, I quite understand how that works. I tell you what, I, uh, I've i had a lot of fun here on the show, but... Uh, well, you haven't been here long. Although, you're here all the time, I yeah, guess. I, I live here. Yeah. I, uh, I do that. A lot of times you look kind of catatonic over there. Well, I'm a puppet. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I don't know what you expect. Yeah. Would you feel better if I came to life? Uh, Would that be fun? That be fun for you? I don't know if I'd care for that either. I'm going through a rough time, Darren. Why's that? Well, as you know, my morbidly obese parrot Petey died. Oh no. Yeah. He was a parrot. He was morbidly obese, and he passed away. Well, why did you let that happen? Couldn't help it. Well, what were you feeding him? Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Yeah, my, my morbidly obese parrot Petey died. I, I feel but, like uh, this is going somewhere. Yeah, I'm really broken up about it. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, yeah, it's a big weight off my shoulders. <laughs> okay. Ramo, I didn't have a bird, you idiot. How do birds cheer for the U.S. Ladies Soccer Team? How do birds do what? How do birds cheer for the U.S. Ladies Soccer Team? I don't know. They egg them on. Hmm. Very topical. Yeah, you can't play soccer with pigs. Why is that spank? Why is that spank? They're always hogging the ball. Uh. Soccer jokes just like this. They Where again? It, it's at Herman's Hideaway in Preemption. Preemptive preemption. It's at, yeah, it's like the, the outskirts of preemption. Yeah. If you're in preemption, you've gone too far. You've gone too far, exactly. So they told me I could do the whole halftime tonight, uh, and then they're gonna pass the hat. Let's see what you come up with. And uh, yeah, hopefully I make a couple of uh, bucks out there at uh, Herman's Hideaway. Yeah. No cover. Huh? Never a cover? Well, tonight there's a $6 cover. Okay. All right. Pass I, a hat. Right. Well, there, well I think that there's a cover and then we pass a hat. Yeah. So kind of two covers. I guess we should say not one cover, but two covers. But, you know, you don't have to pay to watch the ladies uh, kick the balls around there. Yeah. That's free. How do 
you know that a soccer referee is happy? I don't know. Because they always whistle while they work. Uh, like, ah, yep. Remo. Nice one. That is good timing on that one. Uh-huh. Many more jokes about soccer tonight. Herman's Hideaway. Again, I get the whole halftime show. I'll see you losers there. Okay. All right. I go. And where are we going to lunch though, for real? Have a great weekend. I got you guys penciled in for lunch. Where are we going? Well, you tell us what we want, and we'll figure something out. Yeah, what we want or what he wants? What he wants. Oh, money bags. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe you have a little steak tartare. But, uh. What? Yeah, how about, uh. Escargot. Yeah, how about, uh. How about not Chick-fil-A this time? Oh, you know that's the only thing I can eat. <laughs> It's the only thing you can keep down. True story. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. Later, losers. Just as quick as he comes in, he leaves. Spank the joke-telling monkey puppet. That's a good get. Uh, Herman's. Yeah. Herman's. What did he say? Hideaway. Herman's hideaway. Herman's hideaway. Okay. Thank you, Spank. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That was Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things. Again, I'd ask you to please check us out live if you get a chance at Planet939.com or over the airwaves at 93.9 FM on uh, KQCJ. How about that? The podcast was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Nature's Treatment has the largest menu in all of Illinois and offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, edibles, and more. And do this. If you're in Illinois, sign up for your medical cannabis card through leafwell.com and you're going to receive coupons and discounts. Until we get a chance to do it for you again next time, hang loose, you kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, representing. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davin' board. Yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out. Come on. And it just don't stop. East Moline. Yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. This isn't over until I say it's over. Hasta la vista, suckers. <laughs> and clear of the closing doors, please.